And welcome back to episode 61 of the Weekly Tech Rant with me, Jay. And me, Carl. Oh, Carl, we're into November, and it, my, has it somewhat got cold. <laughs> it is nippy. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 you should turn the heating up then. <laughs> uh, well, the clocks have changed here in the UK. We are now back on uh, Greenwich Mean Time from our British summertime of one hour ahead. And almost as the clocks went back, the temperature dropped, didn't it? Almost in sync, really. Pretty much, yeah. It's going to be like one degree tomorrow morning when we get up. <laughs> Well then, in the interest of getting things going, we've got plenty of toasty tech stories for you this week, haven't we? A mixed bag of, well, tech, we've got some rumours, a couple of TV, well, slash film, I should say, uh, reviews. Well, maybe not quite full reviews, but we want to talk a little bit about that. We've got some meta, we've got some Cambria, loads of project names, but let's get it kicked off with an interesting story tonight. Oh, before we do that, I keep doing this, Carl. I write my notes. I forget the housekeeping. <laughs> Why do I do it every time? Right. Before we go any further, you can find us on Twitter at Weekly Tech Rant and online at techrant.online for all of our show notes. Again, as always, please feel free to review us on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on. And of course, we always appreciate your comments or thoughts. One day, I will remember to do that properly. Anyway, right. <laughs> Yes, the first story of the week. So, this one's quite interesting. So, the, the king is dead. Long live the king, so to speak, isn't it? Really. Uh, Apple this week was dethroned as the world's most valuable company, with Microsoft have uh, peaked above them at two point. Well, as of today, as we're recording this, currently the stock price for or market cap for Microsoft is two point five two six trillion dollars to Apple. Another point two. Yeah. Yeah. To Apple's two point four seven seven trillion. Uh, amazing stuff. I mean, uh, you know, obviously for many many years, Microsoft were pretty much the world's most valuable company they were, where, yeah. you know for many years um before the before that it was typically the the oil companies wasn't it though so microsoft in the late 90s early 2000s and i think it was back in wasn't it um i think well i want to say uh, early 2000s when apple started to climb wasn't it really and then microsoft uh surpassed apple uh in 2018 which had been the first time they'd done that since 2010 so apple have, really have been leading the pack for a long time haven't they in terms of tech supremacy in 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 the market cap but everyone likes an iphone well they do don't they but you know uh, with all of these supply chain problems that they've been having despite very very bumper uh revenue uh you know uh call outs in each of their earnings calls the last you know few quarters microsoft's latest earnings call showed that they really had well i think su- surpassed any uh indications of you know what would have been a downturn due to the pandemic and that you know they were boosted all the way through from Office, Windows, and Azure was really pushing the market in some areas, wasn't it? Definitely, definitely. And, and although Apple, it's estimated, lost, what, $6 billion to chip shortages and manufacturing delays in quarter four, that still wasn't going to make up the difference, was it? Not at all, no. I mean, so I think Microsoft posted revenue. Where was it? I had to look at my notes here quickly. So their, their earnings called the other week, uh, $45.3 billion dollars. Uh, revenue and a net income of 20.5 billion uh, for the first quarter of its 2022 financial year which was an up of 22% and their net income has increased by well 48% uh, increase on their net income i mean that's amazing i mean really really strong performance there uh, again you know microsoft 
covers the whole market, doesn't it? You know, so they're not just like Apple in one sector, isn't it? You know, you know who doesn't have some Microsoft product in their organization or, or at home, perhaps, as well, you know? Exactly. You'll be looking forward to your dividends then? Uh, yes, yes. All of the, you know, the few pence that I'll get on my, you know, share or two. But yes, yes. Again, please, you know, uh, we are not stockbrokers or share advice. But, you know, we are purely telling you the interest of our own holdings. God, don't go off our advice. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow, the plumbers. But yeah, I mean, so Windows 11 obviously has just come out, which is, you know, probably the, the big thing here. Um but obviously, you know, for, it's not just Windows 11. They, you know, they in the last year or so, they've launched the Xbox Series X and S consoles. They've had massive updates across the Office suite. And, you know, we've had improvements in the hardware, haven't we? Recently, we, of course, we covered the latest Surfer, Surface event. Um, so, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I mean, what, what's your thoughts here? Do you think we're going to see Microsoft ruling the roost for a while? Oh, no, I reckon. Give it a next quarter. I reckon Apple will be back in, back in charge again. Do you reckon with the the MacBook, latest MacBooks with the M1 Pro and M1 Max yeah. chips? Yeah, definitely. It's going to make a difference. I wonder, though, whether some of the Microsoft revenue, especially in the cloud area, has been driven by the pandemic based on, um, you know, the need for additional compute through burst capacity and you know the you know the change in working practices though it's interesting i did see that they did have um there was a drop somewhere i did see it in the notes that there was a drop interestingly we talked about surface but surface revenue was down 17 percent bizarrely okay uh xbox was up by two percent though i did read something interesting the other day about the xbox game pass that according to some rumors the uptake on xbox game pass isn't where they thought it would be Really? Okay. Mm. I thought it'd be quite phenomenal, but uh, maybe not. And there were some people saying, you know, what, you know, so I think it was, I think I saw an article, it might be PC Gamer, I might be wrong there, which was kind of opinion piece saying, you know, is it, are the days numbered for it? I don't think they are. I think Microsoft would rather have that as a loss leader to draw people in. Oh, yeah. I hope his days aren't numbered. <laughs> Probably enjoying uh, Game Pass. I mean, I well, we 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 sing its praises on this show, don't we? Regularly, you know, for Game Pass, but yep. yeah, I, I I can't see them getting rid of it. I think they'd rather have that there and take a hit on it, uh, and balance it out probably with other content in deals. But you know, think look at the money that they've spent. Considering that all that yep. Microsoft we've just talked about in terms of you know the the boost there, think of the money that they spent alone in their games division in the last six months. Yeah. Acquisition studios they bought, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, Office and all the other cloud services. Again, like I say, you know, they are up. I mean, Office, don't forget now, pretty much has moved away from the perpetual license against it to subscription based over the last few years. Yes, so has. people yep. are still driving that. You know, the move to the the cloud in terms of either native or or hybrid cloud consumption. Most organizations. Uh, I guess, uh, of a, a reasonable size and up. And I think a lot of small businesses are leveraging the cloud because of the the savings that you can have there. But uh, yeah, it's in, it, I'm just, I, you know, I'm not shocked that Microsoft are there because they were, they, they, they crossed the two trillion mark quite quickly after Apple, didn't they? Yep. But what's interesting to see though, is that Amazon, uh, 1.76 trillion, Google 1.97 trillion. Um, and, okay. you know, when you look at the share prices as well, so Apple share price as of this moment while we're recording is one hundred and fifty dollars. Would give it hundred. Well, just shy of one hundred and fifty-one dollars. Yeah, uh, well, Microsoft. Top of it, wasn't it? Because when we then they split the stock and did it come out? Was it fifty or sixty dollars? 
Yeah, no, I, I think, think it was. Split. Was it or was yeah, it more? It than was that? about around a hundred dollars, wasn't it? It was around a hundred dollars. Oh, okay. uh, Microsoft currently are on a or a plus a positive of three hundred and thirty-six dollars, and this is where it gets interesting. A Google share, or sorry, Alphabet share, I should say, yep. $2,973. Okay. And an Amazon share, $3,477 per share. <laughs> you could get. Wow, more. that's quite a that's bit. Like, that's like nearly 100 times more, isn't it? Than, um, uh, <laughs> wow. No, no, sorry. Yeah, no, no, 10 times more, sorry, than the, the Microsoft shares, isn't it? You know? Yeah. That's crazy. I was like, that's, that's huge. I mean, how do they, I don't know, like, how does that, if you're holding, if it's a bit like the Apple thing, isn't it? If you've gone back, you know, 40 years and bought Apple shares and like, you know, yeah. holding out. If you've gone back Ooh. day one of Amazon and bought some shares, you'd be laughing now, wouldn't you? <laughs> Just a bit. Anyway, but I thought I thought we'd bring that as the first story tonight because, you know, we often talk, as we know, the, the standing joke of Apple here. But actually, you know, the talk of the town right now is obviously Microsoft if you're a shareholder. So. Oh, definitely. Good work. But to keep up, you know, the continued story, uh, we have got an Apple story next. Yes, yes, of course we have. It wouldn't be the tech round if we didn't. Uh, and we've been talking a little bit about, I guess, what, for about a year now, isn't it, about Apple's AR, VR headset plans? We have. And this probably should have been under the rumour section, thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about it now, so go on. Well, we're talking about it now, so let's go. Yeah, so you're right. We've been talking about the AR, VR headset and our expectations and kind of hopes for it and when it might come out, but yeah, who knows? But uh, yes, uh, some more tidbits from uh, Ming-Chi Kuo. Kuo, that's it. Kuo, <laughs> yes, Kuo, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, so this time it's, it's not so much about the headset itself, but he's talking about the kind of communication kit it will come with. And he's talking, he's he's predicted it's going to come with Wi-Fi 6 uh, as a, a wireless connection for it. Now, this isn't where he's overly clear whether he means Wi-Fi 6 or 6E, and you know there is a bit of a difference there. You know, Wi-Fi 6 using the old 2.4 or 5 gigahertz bandwidth bands, and the 6E using the new shiny 6 gigahertz band, uh, which could make quite a bit of a difference because there's, there's a lot more capacity and bandwidth available at 6 gigahertz, but obviously with a trade-off of a lot shorter distance. But I suppose if this is a VR headset hooked up to a Mac or an iPhone or, or whatever it connects to, a short distance probably not really a problem to worry about is it it's not like you're gonna have your mac in your no. bedroom and wandering around the kitchen well no and i think you know apple definitely do not want to come out with a wired headset do they you know the whole apple no they won't right be magic wireless yeah so you know they want to they're going to want to give you the best experience possible with the headset without wires you know airpods to, yep. to give you an example there so yeah definitely i think you're right and wi-fi 6e is probably likely what he means here i think i uh, yeah say. i reckon so i mean yeah it's it's, it's kind of the same speed as wi-fi 6 or, or 5 in per channel you can you know, have up to about 1200 megabytes uh but there are a lot more channels so there's uh 59 channels to play with on the 6e versus 25 on 5 gigahertz and some of those ones on the 5 gigahertz use that um is it called dfs not the sofa uh, people no no it's that it's that portion of the spectrum that is often used by military and emergency services. So yeah. if your Wi-Fi kit detects that it, it's in use, it has to change its channel. So it kind of limits you to less than that's, 25 channels. I was going to say, that's what our uh, Ubiquiti stuff does, doesn't it? If it gets it detects it, it you get it in the, the console, doesn't it? It tells yep. you that uh, basically, I was going to say like radar detection or something comes up. I can't remember yeah. the error, but... That's yeah, I end up turning that one off as it just... It was constantly changing where I am. So it's like just better off just leaving it off. 
But I mean, I, I mean, wireless headsets aren't aren't new. The Oculus Quest supports Wi-Fi six. Um, so it does, know, yep. they are moving that way. And actually, let's be honest, we I wouldn't be surprised when in the next five years, wireless headsets, uh, sorry, you know, VR, AR, whatever we are looking at, headsets will be wireless because it's going to give you the experience I think which they've been looking for, and you won't be having that, you know trapped feeling of if you're standing up playing a game or you're immersed in that world you've had to move around and i think we'll really start to see some really different applications coming out of these you know, beyond the standard entertainment i think you really yeah. want an immersive experience which i know vr is very immersive but imagine if you're not constrained by a cable you can well, even, even what we play you know i very rarely do a stand-up vr game most of it's sitting down doing simulations with yeah. flight or racing but even then, the cable can still get stuck, can't you? You still fight with it every now and then. Exactly, and you need kind of if you pull a bit too hard or something, and the cable comes out. You know, yeah, yeah you're right. It, it can be a bit of a noise. But again, we still have no real indication of where these devices are going to come up. We have got a rumor later. We'll talk about. I'll hold fire on that for a bit. But this is definitely coming. You know, I think the rumors here are getting more and more frequent. Now we know from the past few months, Apple rumors. <laughs> tend not to be 100% accurate. Let's look at the Apple event earlier this year, doesn't it? You know, it didn't uh, quite square, watch, square watch. <laughs> uh, but, you know, these have been knocking around for a year now. There's so many yeah. rumours that at some point, one of them has to have a grain of truth. Yep. Where it lands, how much it's going to cost, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, definitely, you know, Wi-Fi 6, Wi-Fi 6E is the most likely protocol here. Yeah, and again, definitely. Apple are not going to want to have a, a device here that is hampered. You, you know, just as a kind of final point on that, just look at how long they held off for for 5G on the iPhones, didn't they? You know, other yeah. manufacturers had dropped 5G early doors, but Apple held back for a while till it was, I guess, more majority available, you know, majorly available in, in a bit most more places. mature. Yeah. And now, of course, it's standard across the whole of the, you know, the, the, the tablet the and the... Um, yeah, exactly. So it's not... A surprise that they'd want to hold back here rather than drop it out, but we'll see. We'll see. So, talking of, um, uh, you know, VR Oculus, companies, yes, and Oculus being one of those VR companies, a small little company that's based uh, in Menlo Park, I believe, isn't it? That's where they're based. Uh, recently had oh, a little no name idea. changed. Recently had a little name changed, didn't they? So, uh, they, welcome they to the world, uh, Meta. <laughs> Meta, yes. Oh dear. Uh, so yes, oh. Facebook it's, has now changed its name. Well, Facebook, the company, has changed its name to Meta as it strives to be a metaverse company, they've said. Oh, uh, so th- this is basically what we said the, the other week, you know, the same with Alphabet and Google. So Meta is now the name of the company, the, the holding company, um, and its products will still keep the same name. So Facebook will still be called Facebook or the app will itself, you know. WhatsApp is still WhatsApp. Um, Oculus isn't going to be called Oculus, though. It's going to be called Meta, just to confuse things. Yes, yes. I think the, the slight difference is, though, I think that they'll, they're, as you say, Meta is the company and they'll have the product lines, whereas Alphabet is a holding company and Google it is, is a, yeah. as a yeah. sub-company underneath that. But you're effectively, you're right. It is it is a similar, you know, I guess, um, setup in the, in the bigger verse. But to put it bluntly, you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig, isn't it? I mean, and yeah, to be honest, yeah. with Facebook here, changing the name changes nothing. It does not... <sighs> Take away no. anything that Facebook is doing today, um, and not in the slightest. You know, and Zuckerberg, along with you know the other, I guess, PR engine, you know, was giving it all the big, you know, 
fantastic news about it and about, you know, they're saying that it's part of this. It's, I think it was a quote from him saying that here is it. The quote says here, as part of this, it's time for us to adopt a new company brand to encompass everything that we do. It's to reflect who we are and what we hope to build. I'm proud to announce our company is now Meta. I mean, it's always it be a joke. To be we spy on you or something along those lines. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> we have all your data. I'm your data sure belongs how... to us or whatever. I mean, w- yeah. WSOU. I mean, I wouldn't show it. I mean, you could probably brand that, I suppose, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just... This is definitely... Uh, they're gonna, definitely a way for them to try and distance themselves from Facebook, you know, because Facebook will become that product. You're right. It'll just be the product. Um, so they'll be able to distance themselves, I guess, won't they? Well, you know, from a from product argument versus, oh, we did that, you know. I hope and, they'd see through that, though, but oh, who knows? I mean, Zuckerberg wants to move into this metaverse, as you say, isn't it? This whole effectively yes. mixed reality, the second internet 2.0. I thought we were, weren't we already on the web 2.0? Um, this is like the next evolution of, you know, what we live in today, you know, yeah. to, to coin a 90s phrase, cyberspace. Um, <laughs> God, I've just got, I've just got Enter flashbacks. the cyberverse. Yeah, but I just had flashbacks to Lawnmower Man. Do you remember that? I, say, oh, I watched that uh, recently and it got to the CGI scene. I was like, oh, oh my God, that's not aged well. Not at all. You you know the bit uh, to go off track here. You know the bit where uh, they're in, isn't it? They're in like the um, I want to say like the research labs, and there's like the two VR like. Well, they used to have them in the arcade. Remember where you got it stood up in it like a ring round it, wasn't it? And you put the gloves on yep. and the helmet. Yes. And they stood there. Uh, I remember going on one of those in Sega World back in like ninety two or ninety three or something in London. Anyway, yep. um, and they got in that, didn't they? And they went into like. <laughs> <laughs> into, like, into the cyberverse. Yeah. Oh my god! It's and it was like polygons everywhere. Oh. Whoa. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Um. So yes. Uh. Mark Zuckerberg wants to become the lawnmower man and take us all through into you know his metaverse that he apparently wants to have or aims to have a billion metaverse users in ten years. Well, surely if they renamed the products, they could have that already. Yeah, they've got a million users on Facebook, haven't they? Billion users on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Easily. Easily. Yeah. <sighs> I don't. Know. I don't know. I'm not. It's just, I'm it's just, just something to laugh at, really, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. You know, it's how long before something changes? How long um, before they have to spin something or spin off something? Or I don't know because fa- you know Facebook has become so toxic, hasn't it? Really? Yeah. It's just. You know, there's so many. I mean, it, you know, like, look, we've said this before, and I, you know, not to repeat ourselves, but it just, it, it's just like deja vu of Microsoft, you know, 20 years ago with the whole, you know, uh, monopoly thing and all of the regulation, you know, all of that stuff. This is where Facebook is today, you know, called up in front of, you know, Senate committees, Congress, governments left, right, and center. And it's but it, just... it won't change until Zuckerberg steps away. No, you're right. That's that, that'll be the crux when. He steps away, and I don't necessarily think that Sheryl Sandberg will um, become CEO because no. I, I can't help but feeling that she's not necessarily as bad as him, but she still represents the old guard, doesn't she? In the sense yeah, of that leadership, some, the board or the shareholders need to appoint someone else. Yeah, but he he owns most of the voting rights, doesn't he? He does indeed. Yeah, I can't, they've got a weird um, they've got a weird share setup, haven't they? Um. I can't remember how it is. It's to do with the type of shares. 
Uh, oh, it's like class one and class two kind of yeah, shows, isn't it? He, only class one or something has voting rights, whereas the majority of class two and don't. He has about 14% of Facebook still. Um, so he still, I, I believe he still owns the majority of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. It, it's still the voting rights. I mean, but until you're right, until he steps away, uh, whether that's forced or whether that's through personal choice, yeah, nothing's going to change. Nothing nope. is going to change. But it's almost a bit, if you will, you know, look at look at all the other companies. Apple's probably not a good example because the second coming of Steve Jobs actually re- rejuvenated the company. But yes. if you think about before then, when he left, it was him to a degree. Yep. When When Bill Gates necessarily wasn't the problem, but when you look at the subsequent people after him, Balamer is a good example. Uh, yeah. It didn't really work, did it? It did. You know, no, Steve Balamer no. wasn't really driving Microsoft through a massive. No, he period. was the old guard, wasn't he? He was yeah. doing it the same. And it, but look at Satya, you know, Satya I mean, he, oh, unbelievable CEO. And again, yeah. if you look at um, Google, you know, uh, Sergey Brin and uh, Larry Page, and um, I can't think of the guy who was the chairman. Um, but again, you know, they've stepped away to run Alphabet. Yeah. Google now under um oh what's the guy's name? Uh oh my god, mind blank, mind blank. Uh Google CEO. Um Sindar, uh, Pichal. Pichal or yeah. Pichal. yeah. Again, another really innovative uh free thinker of a CEO who's drove drove massive change and you know growth within Google itself, isn't it? Again. So I think you're right. With Facebook, there needs to be a change at the top. But until that day, it's not going to happen. No. I mean, and, you know, let's be honest. Zuckerberg's, what, worth probably close to 130, 130 million, you know? But yep. I, I did see something interesting, and I'm surprised we didn't have it in our show notes. I should have put it in. Did you see how much Elon Musk is now worth? No. Is he... Uh... I guess it's not chump change, is it? Are you ready for this? Go. Elon Musk is worth, at, at the point of going to press, as they say, you know, yeah? Yep. $336 billion. Wowza. Jeff Bezos, Jeff Amazon. Yep. 196 Wowza, man. And then it's Barry, uh, Bern, sorry, and then it's Bernard uh, Arnold, 168, Billy Gates, 137, Larry Page and Sergey Brin at 130 and 125, respectively, and then a Zuckerberg at 124. And amazingly, Steve Ballamer is number eight. Uh, <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. Well, that's all his, um, that's all of his uh, stock, isn't it? Microsoft stock. Up. But yeah, Musk, like almost, almost double what. Jeff Amazon's worth almost. Wow! When he he's got planes to go to space or <laughs> rockets to well, go he, to space. Apart, <laughs> well, he um he said uh, the other day that uh, he was willing. I can't remember the exact quote, but he was willing to liquidate six billion dollars of his Tesla stock if the UN would come up for a plan to eradicate world hunger. Okay. Basically, if they could give him a plan, he'll pay for it. Yeah. But 
you know, without going down that road, there is, yeah. there, there in it lies the whole truth of the matter, isn't there? There is no plan. Money's anyway. not going to solve the problem. No, no. He's, his, his wealth is equivalent to 1.6% of the GDP of the United States. Well, sir. Yes. Anyway, anyway. So, oh, sure, uh, level two. Anyway, that, moving on. Tra- yes, yeah, sorry, moving on. So, talking of uh, Meta then, uh, yeah. and uh, their, what's it, their, their now Meta BR company called, formerly known as Oculus. Yeah, yes, that's the one. They, 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 they teased a new high-end headset, and, and by teased, we really mean teased. It was just like what a the, shadow outline, wasn't oh, it, moving around. Yeah, terrible. But they let some tidbits go. It's called Project Cambria. Uh, it's meant to be out some point next year, isn't it? Uh, it they said it features um, high resolution, resolution full color video cameras, so you can get that video through the headset, can't you? So you can see what's on the outside world when you're in VR. I like that idea. That that to me is really. I, I think exactly... they already do that with the Quest, don't they? With the Quest Two, you, you, you get can, a yeah. monochrome version that's not high res, but it's so enough to stop you tripping over something or snuck up on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's meant to include quite good features, but they won't tell us what they are. Uh, it's completely new from the ground up. It'll be sitting at the high end of the price spectrum. So, I mean, yeah, as we're going to talk about later, uh, when we're talking about apples, how high is high end? <laughs> I mean, and it comes to PC VR at the moment, high end is a thousand pounds, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Valve yeah. Index or Pimax P- 8K P-Verb, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So is it going to be up there? Oh, maybe. Hmm. But yeah, you're right. The the shadowy outline looked a little bit like Oculus. What you know from some of their design traits, wasn't there? There was like the yeah. banding around the headband and like the the rounded edges of the of the quest and that. But yeah, you're right. There's no real definition in there. But is this a from new from the ground up Facebook um, design? I.e. that you know. Yep. not oculus or are we seeing something that was in the oculus pipe you know all the way along uh and you know has now obviously come to life as post acquisition uh yeah and, and is it going to be a pc vr headset is it going to be a standalone is it going to mix and match like the quest 2 yeah it's hmm i don't know well yeah again you're right if it if it's if it's if it's pc i want pure vr i want to be able to play games properly if it but if it's yeah. that kind of mixed reality of ar as well i mean you're into well, HoloLens. Mixed, I mean, like the quest 2 so you know the quest 2 being oh, like uh, so mobile alone but you can yeah, plug yeah. into a pc but it compresses Doesn't the it... image so it's not quite as good i i i wonder whether or not this is going to be a hololens com- competitor maybe maybe because microsoft have got that part of the market pretty much sewn up at the moment haven't they really um and they've got discussions with the military as well as. What about you know, Magic Leap? Well, yeah, I suppose, uh, yeah, but we, no, you don't hear much of them though. Beyond <laughs> no, because it's all smoke and mirrors, and they've not actually released anything really. They've released <laughs> the dev kit, haven't they? Which didn't actually work very well. Well, I was just going to say it's all right saying about Magic Leap and say that you know they're a fantastic product, but where is it? You know, no, I was I was only jesting there. <laughs> you know. The, this, if you go to their website, there's some great pictures of some doctors wearing what appears to be... They've the had thing. great pictures for years. <laughs> the weirdest looking goggles I've ever seen. And this guy who's a head of neurosurgery is quoted as saying, I can see everything. It's like, 
yeah, but you appear to be wearing a mock-up. It's like, it's not real. It's, they're like, quite steampunky, aren't they? Yeah, they're very cool. I'd love a pair. They've you know, changed recently, but uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not fine. But yeah, I guess you're right. It's interesting to see. But yeah, currently known as Project Cambria uh, to follow on with uh, the Project Santa Cruz, which was the original Oculus Quest and is yep. the com- naming convention for all of the Oculus um, products because they're California locations. Oh, where do I know that from? <laughs> yes. But uh, keeping the theme then of uh, Meta slash Facebook uh, VR headsets then, bit of a U-turn then apparently at one point though. Well, Is maybe. It? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. No, yeah, the Meta VR headsets allegedly won't require a Facebook account soon. So they've, they've said they're working on new ways to log into Quest that won't require a Facebook account. Well, yeah. Well, no, because they actually require a Facebook as in the product account, don't they? Yeah. Landing sometime next year. Uh, Said uh, Bosworth, who's the guy in charge of the VR. He said it's one of their highest priority areas of work internally. It can't be that much hard work. You had it running with Oculus accounts, just roll back. Yeah. Why? Nobody Nobody asked for this. Nobody wants it, you know? It's like. But I mean, there was talk, uh, probably I think also in another blog post from him, that they're working on allowing uh, Facebook workplace accounts rather than just personal. Well, then that, yeah, but that's all well and good. But if you've got to then have a workplace account. I think that was aimed at the business guys who didn't want to use personal accounts where you sign up for Facebook workplace and use that instead. No, well, no, we yeah. just don't, we just want don't use any accounts. If we just want to plug something in and run some games or run some applications, yeah. But again, you are the product, aren't you? You might have paid, you know, a thousand bucks, yeah. but you're still the product here. But I mean, my yeah. take is it won't be a Facebook account. It's just going to be a Meta account. So they're not oh, lying. Really they're not lying. No, no now, they're not. I mean, if, yeah, if they did it, so I could log in with, I don't know, a Microsoft account or a Google account or something other than a Facebook related account, I might actually consider buying a Quest Two. I mean, I should probably go down to Argos and buy one now. I, 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 possibly so. I was going to say to you, possibly so. It would be good. I've got 150 pounds worth of Argos vouchers sitting there. I get a headset for 150 pounds. I'd, I'd buy it in an instant if I didn't have to have a Facebook account. They, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be up there. I mean, I obviously not having used a reverb. I'd be interested. I bet they probably don't need an account either. I bet you plug and play on that. Yeah, exactly. But they're five fifty, six hundred quid, aren't they? Yeah, and true, hard to get true. hold of still. Yes, yes, they are. So, from one car crash to another, then. Uh, yep. <laughs> see what I did there? See what I did there? Nice, nice, smooth, Jay, smooth. So, uh, you, we, we talked about CarPlay the other week, actually, I think, didn't we, when we were yeah. talking about the car. So, CarPlay, obviously, if you'll be living under a rock or you don't drive a car um, or, you know, you don't want a car, CarPlay is Apple's uh, automotive um, equivalent where you basically bring your phone into the car and you can see iOS equivalent on your in-car entertainment system, yep. you know, formerly known as a radio. Uh, and the obviously other one is Android Auto, which does exactly the same thing, but from Android. So it turns yep. out that Apple is apparently working on a new feature that would detect if you're in a car crash and would call emergency services, uh, which I think is a fantastic idea. I'm surprised, actually, with thinking about it. How is that not there already? Um, <sighs> Most but... cars have that. I'm pretty sure your car does. Mine certainly does. Yeah, most I think a lot of the, a lot of them cars in the last few years because obviously uh, there's BMW have got their own system, haven't they? Uh, BMW. Yeah, connected. I used it when I was in a crash. It was very very good. They were they were amazing. Uh, General Motors has has uh, OnStar system, which uh, in the which I know is operates here in the UK as well. 
Um, I've seen it in Vauxhalls, but you know, yeah. Yep. And I think there are other other manufacturers have their own, aren't they? I think Subaru and Fiat Chrysler have their own respective collections. Yeah. Um, interestingly, I didn't realize that Android has this already in the personal safety app on a Pixel. Uh, so oh. it has a feature to call for help. Now there is obviously a call for help function on the phones, isn't there? If you there's a help. Yeah, I mean issue. Apple have a fall detection, don't they? So I'm presuming yeah, it's on, just an evolution of that. Yeah, I mean, and that's again, you know, but I guess actually having it in the car would make sense because not every car has one of those connected services. No, no, but, it does not. But a lot of cars do have CarPlay or Android Auto, whatever, you know. Yep. So this actually would make a lot of sense because if you're using your phone in there already, the phone's got a mobile signal. You know, if it detects a car crash, then you've got the connectivity, yep. haven't you, to, to make that call, so to speak, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I think, yeah, actually, this is a really good thing. I'll tell you what else I'd be interested to see. And I'm, and again, uh, I'm surprised it's not there yet, is the ability to do dash cam capability through CarPlay or Android Auto. Yeah. I imagine there's probably an app for that. Well, there probably is, but I'm thinking like, Built into the car that the but the the, the you can you know downloads it to the device you know the, yeah that's what I'm thinking you know I know you get dash cams today that are either built in or they're um you know third party so but yep. one that combines it with CarPlay or Android Auto that mm. the footage is saved on the device uh, or in the you know or on the I don't know maybe maybe there is so if there, if you know of one. Right into us. Tell us about it. You know, um, yeah. Because I'd be quite good. Because you know, dash cams are everywhere now. You know, it used to be kind of very niche, didn't it? But nearly everybody's yeah. got one now. So uh, yeah, just a thought. But I was quite when I saw this story. Actually, I was like, that's a really good feature. But I'm surprised it just hadn't been there already. But <laughs> uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, uh, the Apple are due to release it next year. But hey, I, I, I'm all hands for that. That'd be awesome. Not that I want to have yeah. to use it, but it's nice to have, isn't it? You know, nice as a backup. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But anyway, so moving on then. Uh, no car crashes next. Uh, this is so. Last week we talked about the Nvidia acquisition of uh, the UK's ARM uh, silicon. No, they're not silicon, are they? What about semiconductor no. company? Yes. Um, and there was talk of the EU looking to potentially extend its own investigations yep. into the acquisition. Well, it seems that has taken a bit of a turn, hasn't it now? Here's they have officially uh, started their formal investigation into the ARM buyout. Um, what, have they, what have they said? So they basically said that their reasons for this is uh, that NVIDIA buying ARM can make it harder for other manufacturers to access ARM's technology, hurting much of the semiconductor industry itself. Uh, and at the heart of the concern is ARM's neutrality. So, you know, ARM licenses to chips, designs to Which is a, what a load saying, of companies, yeah. doesn't it? Including Apple, yeah. Samsung, Qualcomm, many of which compete with one another as well as NVIDIA. So, that, you know, there are fears that having NVIDIA control ARM may result in NVIDIA's com competitors being put at disadvantage, which is kind of stuff we hypothesized and spoke about last week, isn't it? Um, yeah, they also plan to investigate how the deal could affect uh, how competitors share information with ARM uh, and whether NVIDIA could change ARM's research and development funding to make its products more profitable uh, to the detriment of those that use ARM's other tech. So, yeah, quite a few different concerns there they're looking into. Yeah, and again, you know, the UK's Competitions and Markets Authority were looking into this for the same reasons, weren't they? Yeah. They were also looking into it from a national security perspective as well because yeah. of, uh, you know, where arms sit, you know. Um, and it, 
there were interestingly that you know there were some comments raised here of hang on a minute why are the eu looking into this you know because you know softbank who own arm currently are, are japanese nvidia is the us and arm is in the uk which is no longer part of the eu EU. but you know a bit like everything else in the world you know it actually they're gonna look at it because nvidia don't just sell chips in three countries that don't from no. the european union um and nor do arm so to speak and lots of you know, places uh, that Arm work with. I'm imagining, you know, there are fabs and other places. ASML probably are involved somewhere along the line. You know, they, they, you oh, know, I imagine they do a lot of work with the military forces throughout the EU as well. Yeah, you know, and again, and also because of the value here as well that would cause impact on other organisations and competition within the EU, they're going to look at it. And it's the same way that probably the Chinese are looking at it as well because of the manufacturing relationships that are done over there as well. I, you know, it's not the case. I don't think they're going to block it, so to speak. But again, it would make it very difficult for NVIDIA to operate, wouldn't it, in the yeah. EU um, and take take advantage of any, I guess, uh, business incentives or anything in that kind of yeah. way. If you look at what Intel's been doing, isn't it? Smooth, you know, getting very close and cozying up to different countries, especially in the EU, to try and get, you know, build fabs and sign good trade deals. Nvidia would want to do the same, I suspect. You know, but definitely, and you know that could make it very difficult to to get it in there. But yeah, this is probably going to rumble on, as we said last week, for several months. I suspect we're not going to tune in next year. Yeah, I was going to say we're not going to get an answer to this probably until I would imagine the early part of next year. But yeah, that's not surprising. You know, every March time, I'd imagine. Yeah, we're into the second week of November now. You know, twenty twenty two is is not far away, is it? You know, amazingly, but. uh, Oh, dear, oh, dear. So then, where are we? Let's have a look at the list of stories today. Ah, Mr. Trump. Oh, yes, yes. Trump and the truth. So, <laughs> yes, we, we, we did speak last week about Trump's new social network that is kind of in beta and people got access to, is using a product called, an open source product called Mastodon. That's right, uh, yep. And basically, the, the Trump's team have scrubbed all, or tried to scrub all reference to Mastodon and uh, tell the world it's all their own technology badly, yes. It's their own technology they built from scratch. So obviously, Mastodon has now officially um, sent a formal letter to Trump's social chief legal officer, making them aware they have 30 days to comply by releasing the source code for Trump's Truth Network. Uh, so that was on October the 26th, wasn't it? They, they did that letter, so we're a bit late to this party. So they have to, what, the 26th of this month? So... Trump and the truth. It sounds like a bit like smoking the bandit, but a really bad knockoff. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So basically, then they've got two choices here, haven't they, really? They either uh, say, yep, we stuck our hands up and uh, sorry, we, we took your code. And yes, we didn't mention your name. And, uh, you know, they have to credit Mastodon, basically, don't they? And, and yep. say, give the put the code back into the community yep. uh, or. Or they go to court, don't they? And if they lose then they will have to build their own code, which is not going to happen anytime soon, I suspect, to the level of no. uh, the polish that, that the Mastodon uh, already brings. And let's be honest, this is going to court. Because that's yes. the Trump way. Of course it is. Of course it is. They will lie. They will not admit it's it's been stolen. <laughs> I mean, and amusingly, was it the, the, who was it the... Um, I want to say, was it, who was the guy from Mastodon? It was the CEO, wasn't it, of Mastodon? Yes. Eugene... 
Rockco, Rockco, I may have got that wrong, sorry. Uh, basically, was saying that he wasn't happy that Trump was using their software. Not at Trump, all. But he obviously realizes that, you know, when you make a product, you can't really, you know, stop uh, people you don't like buying it or using it. But it's more from the point of the fact of, like, actually, you've broken the terms of license. That, that's the big question yep. here, isn't it? Um, and Trump is no, no, uh, this isn't new for him, you know. Making bad business deals, you know, lying. I wouldn't say stealing because, of course, that would imply that you know he's committed crimes. Uh, alleged, alleged, uh, you know, business operations here. You know, this is definitely yeah. down the the playbook of uh, do it badly. But I guess it's going to court. You're right. There, there is no other way. I cannot see them doing a U-turn here and saying about that they made a mistake or that credit Mastodon because they are not going to want to lose face, are they? No, no, not at all. He he will argue to his blue in the face. I mean, obviously, you know, Trump himself isn't running this, so to speak, is it? It's his part of his uh, business faction or whatever. But yeah, you know full well he won't want to be. Well, if he, oh, or or actually, I've just had a third a third thought. He might distance himself from this. He might play the game of standing back. Oh well, I no, I, I didn't know they'd done this. You know, wouldn't it? He might try and play that game and wash his hands of it. Uh, maybe, maybe. But so that's so thirty days. They went. I didn't. I didn't see a date. Was uh, to say yeah, when that had 20, to be done. Uh, they oh, issued yes. it on the twenty sixth of October. So thirty days is what the twenty seventh of November or twenty fifth of November. Well, what about so two shows time? Then we might have an update yeah. on this. Yeah, stay tuned, <laughs> listeners. Two ch- come as, uh, episode sixty three. We might be able to tell you what's going on. <laughs> Okay, right. So then we are. Well, we, I think we're tonight. We're, we're moving at a pace tonight, actually. So uh, not yeah, doing this, too badly. We're doing well. So right then. So taking things a little bit easier. Then let's talk about a couple of films that have just come out. Uh, one of which uh, Carl hasn't seen yet, and one of which I haven't managed to get around to watching yet. But let's kick off with the latest Dune uh, adaptation. Then so this is the Dennis Villeneuve one, isn't it? It is, yes, directed by uh, Dennis. So it's uh, obviously based on Frank Herbert's science fiction novel. And this is, what, the second go at making this film, not by, uh, by the same people, but second stab by Hollywood at trying to do this justice. So uh, if anyone doesn't know, it's a, kind of an epic space drama, isn't it? It's uh, based in the future. The whole galaxy uses something called Spice to power their ships and their jump gates and stuff like that. And Spice can only be found on this planet called Arrakis, which is a really hostile planet with giant worms, worms. that eat things. <laughs> yeah, giant worms. Yeah. And it all centers around the uh, Atreides family. I think that's how you uh, say it, yeah. Yeah. Particularly the young kid called Paul Atreides. Uh, basically, him and his family moved to Arrakis to basically take, take it over and continue the mining operations from the previous people. And it's, it's all based around there, the fight to... I suppose keep control of it as well as don't get killed. <laughs> uh, it's a um, I really enjoyed it. It's a it's very slow going though, and the, the, the fur I think it's two and a half, maybe even nearly three hours long. And the further I got into it, the more I was like, "This isn't going to wrap up in one film, is it?" And it literally did end on a cliffhanger. I was like, "Oh, please say, say they've they? got this side up." No, no, I did not know that going into this because uh, I might have waited till I heard if there was a second one. Uh, I could say it was good. It was just very, very slow. A lot of backstory and build up, uh, which is great at setting the scene and telling you what's gone on. But there wasn't a massive amount of 
action toward until towards the end. So I have to say, I didn't realize that they were two parting this, and I uh, and if they, and I and I have to say, I didn't see any um, interviews to state that either. Now apparently, no. um, Dennis Villeneuve did state apparently that it would only cover first, roughly the first half of the novel, and there was a follow-up coming. Now, when he stated that, I'm not entirely sure. I missed but, that one, but it has been gr- greenlit. There is go-ahead only for the just, second one. So, I was going to say, but it's yeah. only just been greenlit, though, hasn't it? It has, yeah. <laughs> officially, yeah. It so has. Officially, I so did message you saying, it's okay, it's safe to watch it now. Yeah, well, they're saying that, so June Part 2 will apparently, uh, well, sorry, Warner Brothers uh, Legendary Pictures officially announced June Part 2 on October 26th uh, this year, with a scheduled release date of October the 20th, 2023. So I might have to hang off for about 18 months before I watch the first part. But, you know, they're also... I'm going to have to watch it again before the next one. Yeah, they're also doing a spin-off series uh, called oh, The Sisterhood they? of Dune. Yeah, so the there's okay. a HBO Max series that'll um, apparently come out. Oh, no, they haven't given a date. Sorry, uh, saying that uh, it will be act as a precursor to the film and will center around oh. some of the characters uh, that are in the film. Now, I don't want to, you know, give any spoilers. And it will have Dennis Villeneuve, who will direct the pilot, and then it'll hand over to some other showrunners going forward. What was that called? Uh, Sisterhood of Dune. Okay, yeah, the sisterhood played a big part in the film, but they won't really explain. So, yeah, that, that'd be good to know. Yeah, so I, I have to say, I mean, look, it, epic is probably the best way to describe this, isn't it? It you is, know, yeah. It's, yeah. It was absolutely stunning on a massive scale, and it's got a, an all-star cast. You know, you've got uh, Timothy Chalamet who plays uh, Paul Atreides. Uh, he's he's really up and coming, isn't he? He's massively he is, up and yeah. coming. Jason Momoa, Aquaman, Dave Bautista, who's I think in the film you're about to talk about. No, he's, no, no, he's um, not. He's, oh, is he's he not in that one? No, he's in. He's in. He's the former wrestler, isn't he, uh, David? Yeah, he was in Army. He was in Army of the dead wasn't he yeah uh josh brolin's in it as well isn't he yeah uh oscar isaacs as well uh stellan skarsgård oh yep javier uh, bardem as well who was in yeah uh, there's lots of famous people in it bond i think wasn't it yeah it's definitely a stellar cast um i haven't like, i say watched you out but yeah i mean everybody knocks though the 1984 david lynch version you know which i actually quite enjoyed it i mean it's been a long time since i've watched it now i must probably watched it 20 years um, ago but i remember enjoying it that to me, that's got such a, that had a massive cast as well. I mean, that had you know that well, who was it? There was Karl McLaughlin in that. There was um, our good friend Captain Picard was in it, wasn't he? Pat, you know, yes, Patrick he Stewart. was. Yeah. Uh, you had Brad Dorif, who was if you know anybody who's Brad Dorif, he played he was the voice of Chucky. Um, he's also in loads of horror films as kind of like a supporting actor. One of those people that you like, you see him in everything. Um, yeah, Jose Ferreira was in it as well, but he was another actor who was in loads of. I films. mean, Sting was in it as well. Yeah, I mean, it just absolutely, uh, you know, stellar cast again at the time. Uh, but commercially, it was <laughs> it was dead in the water. It just didn't do anything. I think they no, they, no, it, it did not. I think it was like under budget. Uh, sorry, the box office was under what the budget was. It was everything. But, you know, again, though, Dune was known as one of those. It was supposed to be unfilmable, wasn't it? Again, it's one of those yeah. classic things. But I don't know. I just, there apparently, I didn't know the other day, there were three versions of the original 84 film. Um, oh, really? So there was, <laughs> there was, um, 
there was a fallout apparently between David Lynch and the producers. And in one of the cuts, his name isn't there. And it says the, the director really? is the director is Alan Smithy, which apparently is a pseudonym used by directors when they don't want to be associated with the film. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so that that's out now. So I will have to go around watching it. But yes, definitely part two come back 18 months time we'll have that to, to rock and roll yeah with. it's definitely worth watching but no going into it you're gonna wait a long time for answers <laughs> yes yes we won't be worrying any spoilers then so then the other film tonight then which uh, i've started i've nearly finished but uh, is army of thieves which if you remember uh sounds very similar to uh army of the dead which came out early this year on uh, netflix and army of the dead was the zach schneider yeah, Zack uh, Zach Snyder, yeah. couldn't get the word out. A uh, zombie um, film, basically set up more of like a zombie world, isn't he? Yeah. So just to kind of give you a massive uh, reminder then, so Army of the Dead. So Army of the Dead, basically the precursor is that uh, Las Vegas was cordoned off and had become a hot zone for zombies. So basically yeah. the, US, the US had uh, put a ring of steel, a concrete round... Um, around Las Vegas and uh, it was full of zombies and the whole premise of the film was around this group of ragtag mercenaries and yep. safe crackers going to try and break into a safe wasn't it to get some some money out but that's it, it we was, won't, it, we was brilliant. Seen it, there. it was very very good now one of the characters in that film was a guy called Ludwig Dieter who was Dieter, very yes. German um, and actually was uh, a safe cracker now he was, Lu- yes. Ludwig Dieter actually is Sebastian Sch- Shiner Schlecht von Hurt. I, I can't read that. Anyway, yeah. So Army of the we'll Thieves. Put that in the is, notes. <laughs> Army of the Thieves is to give you the high level context. Then, just and again, no spoilers here. Is the prequel to Army of the Dead and sets up the backstory to Ludwig Dieter, who is the the uh, um, criminal name of this guy called Sebastian, um, and it's set a little bit uh, ahead of the film because in the start of the film. Um, and again, this isn't a spoiler. In the background, there are news reports of this zombie outbreak growing in Nevada. So yes. it's uh, it's happening. Um, and it says that it, the, the effects haven't reached mainland Europe yet. So that kind of doesn't... Because in the film, it, it was only in Nevada, wasn't it? It was anywhere else. It, I think that's the year. They just contained it to Las Vegas, yeah. haven't they? So the, the, basically, the plot is this. Uh, Sebastian's a safecracker. He gets uh, pulled in with this gang who want to help him break what they call the ring cycle, which is the set of three um, uh, massive safes. And there's a whole backstory to this. Um, one of the safes is called the Gotadamarung, which, just to be kidding, is is a big clue to the Army of the Dead. And I'll leave that there. But it's a really good film. Um, it's a bit of a... I don't know, the cast, I don't recognise any... I'm not familiar with any of the, 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 the actors in it, apart from the guy who plays uh, Ludwig Dieter, which is Matthias uh, Schweinehofer. He is a director. He directs this, by the way. Um, okay. So, so he's the director of this film. So he's it's very, very good. Um, and it's kind of funny, you know, it's kind of, you know, and Dave Batiste does pop off in it, but it's only as a kind of um, footage, you know, like on the news and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. It's so good. But it it's part of this kind of world that Zack Schneider set up. He wrote the story on it. Um, and apparently it's part of the franchise, which is going to include, if you recall, we talked about there's going to be an anime anime um uh what's the word anime series as well. Yes, yes, there is. But it's very good. I can't it's it's on Netflix at the moment. Um I have to recommend it. It's very, very funny. 
Um, so the anime series is called Army of the Dead Lost Vegas, which is going to come out, I think, in about a year or so. Uh, okay. Yeah. So apparently there is one more film due in the in this storyline called Planet okay. of the Dead. Uh, I'm guessing and, that's a sequel. And Planet of the Dead is the se- yeah exactly it's the sequel, uh, which is going to focus on the ending of Army of the Dead. Now again, you know what happened in Army of the Dead. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to say anything, but that's how basically where it goes from. Oh, okay, look forward to that one. So I need to watch this Army of Thieves. I hopefully watch it the weekend. And apparently there are Easter eggs all over the first two films. Right. Okay. I might have to. I might have to watch them back to back. Yeah, apparently, so Zack Snyder said uh, in an interview that there are uh, Easter eggs were placed all over the films to uh, give you information on what's going to be in the future instalments. Okay, very clever. Very, very clever. So, yeah, I can't wait for that. So, yes, anyway, so Army of Thieves is the uh, non-zombie prequel to Army of the Dead about uh, safe cracking. I recommend both of those, uh, Dune as well. well. Um, They are exceptionally good films, so we have to catch up on that. Next week, we'll also have uh, a review of the Star Trek Prodigy uh, animated series, which has now come out as well. The first three episodes are available. Will we now, Uh, Jay? We will, because I've watched the first two. So we haven't have. watched any of these. Okay, that's my homework. <laughs> yeah. So I'm telling you now, Carl. Everybody can hear it. So okay. <laughs> right there, Carl. So let's uh, spin up the Tech Rant Rumor Mill. Um, we've got a couple of stories today, then, haven't we, on the Tech Rant Rumor Mill? We have indeed. So we'll start off with Azus. Uh, ba- well, there's been leaked images by... Um, who was it? Was it Evan... Blast, Evan Blast, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Yes. EV Leaks on Twitter. EV Leaks, yes. Of their basically a Surface Pro competitor, it does it does look like a Surface Pro, even down to how the keyboard connects. Uh, yeah, I mean, it it looks identical. Uh, it's meant to be able to hook up to an external GPU dock. Now, what were they calling this one? This is the snappy title the The ROG ROG Flow X13. Yeah, oh, Z13. The X13 was the one that came out this year, so this is a Z13. Z13. Well, I mean, before Republican... we went on air, Azus did actually announce not this one, but they, know, they announced the basic sim one called the Vive, which is a lower cost one, which Ooh. again looks identical to this. I think the Vive Slate or something it was called. What? Vive Slate 13. It was a. Is that what it was? Yes, it's a $600 one, 13 inch OLED display. Only has a Pentium CPU in it. Uh, but no. It has the stylus, it has a touch screen, it's OLED. Uh, but yeah, if you Google Vive Slate 13, uh, sorry, not Vive, Vivo Book 13 Slate, you'll see what I mean. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this does look like the Surface Pro 8, as you said. The EPU yeah. uh, apparently is called the XG Mobile. I mean, their naming conventions are superb. Um, it's a Zeus, man. They've always got crazy names. I just like, and Rog obviously is Republic of Gamers, isn't it? Is it right? is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. So, I just, to me, it's like, Actually, I've seen that. I've got a rog monitor. What am I about? <laughs> um, right in front of you. <laughs> I was just like, is this really going to have enough grunt, though, to play games? I know, like, EP- eGPU is going to give it potentially, you know, lots of uh, lots of nice graphics power. But unless the underlying CPU and um, uh, RAM are there. Depends what, yeah, what CPU they stick in this one? Now, obviously, I think we'll talk next week about Intel's 12th gen because they got launched, yes, no, today. Intel's 12th gen CPUs, but they haven't announced any mobile parts of those yet. 
But if it had something like the AMD, is it the 5700H, 16 cores, that'd be more than enough grunt for some gaming. Yeah, I was going to say, otherwise you're going to get bottlenecks here, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, you still might be bottlenecked by the Thunderbolt 4 port. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. I think it's only the equivalent to a, I want to say, an 8X PCI Express slot. I could be wrong. I, I, do you know what? I'm all for this. This is awesome. But the reality of it, where are you going to lug an eGPU and this? You know, you might as well just have a decent gaming laptop. Yeah, I'll just admit a mini ITX or a mini ITX PC and lug that with you. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I think eGPUs are awesome. But when when coupled with something like this, it's just like, well, you've got like here, ta- a fa- you know, the tablet style approach. Would I you, really... is this just not for when you're at home and you want to plug into some serious gaming and on the move, you just don't game? Maybe, maybe, I don't, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I just, I don't know. I just can't see. Or you it, use xCloud. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Use xCloud. Use xCloud. But I... people, I'm sure, will buy it. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. Probably like they're going to buy the the supposed then Apple mixed reality headset that's going to launch next year. Then, according to Mark Gurman. Well, better start saving now. So yeah, so Mark Gurman um, has uh, talked about what, as he calls it, Apple's pricey device, isn't it? Um, yes. So this is the long running the device that we talked about earlier, the the mixed reality AR slash VR headset. Yeah. That he states is due for release early next year with wait wait for it a price tag of at least. $3,000. Ooh. Wow. pause there for effect, you know. <laughs> it's like, ouch. I mean, I mean, let's be honest, Apple, I mean, why are we surprised? You know. No, we knew it was, we, we know it's going to be expensive. It's not going to be a £300 Oculus Quest 2 competitor, is it? No. And Apple want mixed reality, as we talked about earlier, because for them, that is the sweetest spot because they can leverage the mobile content um, they're not looking to tie you to a gaming PC like Oculus are, are they? They want, but you can do. I imagine that's why they're putting the Wi-Fi six E. Probably, so you yeah, yeah, you're right. But... Advantage of the grunt of an M1 Pro or M1 uh, yeah. Max games, games. But anyway, you know, um, yeah, yeah, that's a whole different point. But you know, again, if you couple this what we're, with what we're going to talk about next in the next rumor, then you're right. Maybe you could have an awesome experience. But yeah, it's going to cost you at least three thousand dollars, according to German. Uh, and again. No fixed time on the date, but let's say early next year. So if we go by Apple's typical hardware release patterns, April, May, possibly. Um, yeah, this would be a special dedicated event orders to it. Oh, this, yeah, this would be, yeah, you're right. Yeah, definitely. But who knows? You know, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. We're, uh, we're keen to see this as much as you are. So, uh, yeah, again, don't know whether I'll be buying one, though. Yeah, it's Gen 1. Never buy Gen 1. And what are they going to call this? Like, what's it going to be like? Headset OS? <laughs> VR OS? I don't know. I no idea. Oh, but, but then, come on. So then, for the last rumour of tonight then. Uh, yes. So this is from another guy with a pretty good track record, Dylan DKT. Yeah, he has. Uh, yeah, pretty good, actually. Pretty good record. So he doesn't do that many rumours, but when he does, they're generally right. Uh, and he's talking about the new, the new well, what I presume is the iMac Pro. Uh, slated for the first half of 2022. Obviously, it's reading. It's, this is basically reading like it's a MacBook Pro, but in an iMac form factor. You know, it's a this... M1 Pro, M1 Max chips, uh, ProMotion mini LED display. Um, what else is it? 27 inch. Uh, starts with 16 gig of RAM and 5 12 gigabyte SSD. Going up from there. Um, yeah, two thousand. 
dollar plus. It's going to have USB C Thunderbolt four ports and uh, SD card reader, and basically, yeah, it's a MacBook Pro. Now, look, now I'm just going to say this now. This isn't a rumor. This is reality because whilst this doesn't technically exist, the reality is it's going to exist because this is exactly what Apple have been doing for the last year: taking the the MacBook internals and shoving them in different form factors. Yeah, and we've we've had that with the latest had, iMac. That you came had the out. iMac replacement, which is just the original yeah. MacBook, isn't it? Yeah, and that was a base. That was the original MacBook spec of just an M1 chip, basically, wasn't it? So it's the same M1 system on a chip um, yep. that we got last year in an iMac with a slightly redesigned screen, wasn't it? With the you know, um, the, basically, you got an iPad on a stick uh, with a with a with an, eth- with an Ethernet adapter built into the power brick. So yeah. this will just be. This is just going to be the latest M1 Pro, M1 Max configurations bolted to yeah. a Pro X, Pro Display XDR, probably, isn't it? Yeah, and possibly it can run faster because more chassis space, better cooling. Yeah, and it'll probably be, again, you know, half an inch thick because they're all basically the razor sharp. Um, yeah. The only thing it needs, but it won't have, is 10 gigabit Ethernet. But, you know, I, <laughs> I, I thought that... Pro, you might get it in there. Not that I, don't get me wrong, it's a rumour, I totally agree with you, but to me, this is one of those rumours that's just like, they're going to make this. Why wouldn't yeah. they? <laughs> this is a bit like this is a bit like the uprated MacBooks that we waited for basically a year for. It will happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, because they're not, they're going to get rid of all the Intels and, you know, they need to get, you know, they, why would they not supersede the iMac Pro with an M1 Pro slash Max equivalent? It just, it's, it's just a case of not if, but when, isn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, I'm still trying to figure out what they're going to call the processor in the Mac Pro replacement. Well, uh, Is it going mean... to be the M1 Pro Max? Oh, don't. It's Pro a... Extreme? I listened I mean... to a podcast the other day, and the guy was like, this is getting ridiculous now. Are we Like he like you just said, it's just like, is this the M1 Pro Max? Are we on about the Max Pro Max? And it's just like, what? Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I mean, you're right. The... If we talk about the iMac Pro for a second with an yep. M1 Pro or M1 Max, Max. that's yep. a mouthful. The Mac Pro, you're right. So I'll take a Mac Pro with an M1 Pro. It sounds like a dodgy rap, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but that the, the problem we've got, though, with the Mac Pro currently is that you and I were looking at this the other day, do you remember? Yep. And the Mac Pro, just to be clear, we're talking about the, 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 the cheese grater chassis, yep. you know, still is more powerful, isn't it? When they would, I think, wasn't it when we when they broke it down? When you fully configure that out, it was still slightly better in some areas, wasn't it? Than the M1, but that's a 60,000 um, pound machine, it should be. Well, yeah, well, I'm just going to bring that up, but you know, that's, uh, six or seven thousand fully kitted. Now, they're not shipping, yeah. they're not shipping many of those comparative to the to the uh, the M1s, nope, obviously, they're not, but there's a niche place for those. Yeah. Um, and I, you know. Places I don't know what Pixar run these days, but you know that's where you can imagine fleets of them running, can't you? You know, uh, yep. animation studios. I don't see the M1 Max if we slip with them going into a chassis form factor like that because a there's no need, and b surely there still is a need for some of those third party cards. I'm not talking about the after is it afterburner card, isn't it? That goes in yeah, there the currently. afterburner was their video editing acceleration yeah. card, yeah. Which obviously the M1s are just blowing away already we know that yeah but there's still going to be a need for additional form factor here so i'm puzzled how long the i the mac pro will stay there i think that'll hang on for a bit longer 
Maybe. But they're running out of time to fit their two-year window. The other thing I think, though, there, though, with that, is the form factor there is not necessarily the chassis for the cooling. It's also storage, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That's another thing. cards and whatnot. Yeah. And high-speed networking, all that kind of stuff. Um, well, maybe they could but... go radical and have the same kind of chassis. And in each of those slots, you could plug another M1 Max module or whatever well, they call it. You... Funny, you, sh- you must just have read my mind. Those... I was just going to say, I wonder whether they'll do like double system on a chip. So you'll have a pair of M1 Maxes or something. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, who knows? You buy a bit and slot it into the next slot down. Who knows? That might be the next rumor we have. You know? <laughs> right then. true, it was all my idea. Yeah, and uh, you know, credits. So we'll put our, we'll put our bank details in the next uh, the show notes. Not right then. So on that point, I reckon that's a good place to end tonight's show. So we'll be back next week for episode sixty two. Where did that come from? Uh, with already, we can tell you we're going to be talking about uh, the Intel twelfth gens. We'll probably have some updates on the GPUs as well as uh, a full review of Army of Thieves, Star Trek Prodigy, and probably a lot, lot more. So I've been Jay. I've been Carl. Have a good evening, all.